Kale and Company, weekday mornings, 6 till 10. Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. Get us on the free Odyssey app. Watch us on YouTube. What's on the cut sheet coming up at 745. Uh, also this morning at 920, our morning mystery movie clip. And today we have a $50 gift card to Liberty Union Bar and Grill uh, with locations in Phoenixville and Chester Springs. So you'll be playing for that. And, of course, at 9.50 this morning, another keyword for our uh, our Walt Disney World vacation giveaway where we'll give you a keyword at 9.50 and you'll just go to 1210WPHT.com to enter it and see if you can get your trip. We've, we've done it all week long and it will continue for the month of September. Uh, also, still ahead this morning, speaking of, we were just discussing the Jimmy Fallon story and uh, all of his you know, colleagues and coworkers that work on the show being soft. Uh, we've got a couple of other soft society stories that include a therapist that is now of the belief that Gen Z just goes to TikTok as a trend to cry about their life and their trauma in their life. And speaking of being soft, Aussies are apparently outraged over a U.S. comedian saying that Australia has no sports. So that'll be interesting, and we'll get to that as we continue. And also the meltdown from Ron DeSantis. But before we get to that, 7.06, Friday morning, round two of the news, and here is Dawn Stensland. Morning. Good morning. This is Kale & Company News Live. This Friday, September the 8th. We are right now at 73 degrees, warming up another 20-plus degrees, but it will feel like 103 degrees as we round out the week with the final, hopefully final, heat wave, heat wave day. We're sponsored right now by Best Work Industries for the Blind. We have firefighters in Philadelphia rescuing two children and a man from home this morning in Gray's Ferry, and we're told the 6-year-old little boy and 10-year-old little girl who the firefighters rescued saved their lives, as well as one adult. We don't know if the man is their father, grandfather, relative, but they have rescued all of them. The children at CHOP this morning, everybody's in stable condition. Kudos to those firefighters, and no word on what started that fire. It's under investigation. We've been covering, of course, for you all week, day nine now, of the search for convicted killer who escaped prison in Chester County, Danello Cavalcante. Still missing, still out there, but authorities by the hundreds, some of them in tactical gear, full combat gear, tracking dogs, canine cops on horseback, as well as aircraft and drones, still searching for him 24-7. They've caught other images of him on another trail cam at Longwood Gardens, And that means that Longwood Gardens is shut down to the public today. However, they do feel he's walking around in circles, hot, hungry, thirsty. So they feel they're going to get their man soon. And the storms are looming as well. Hopefully the weather helps. So walking around in circles, hot, humid, exhausted. Sounds like me looking for my golf ball later this (laughs) afternoon around 3 o'clock. Yeah. Mr. Cavalcanti. Maybe I think Cavalcanti just wants to make it to the Friday oh cut my sheet. Goodness. And then he's going to hand himself in. Yeah. So eight it's seven, the best one. 877 wanted two is the number $20,000 reward for any information that leads to his capture. A convicted killer, not just here in Pennsylvania, but as well in Brazil, where he is charged and accused of murder, but evaded authorities and fled illegally to this country. So we do have that Pennsylvania canine 
um, named Loki, who is uh, on the mend as well. It's been tough for everybody, who, whether they're four-legged or two-legged, as these search crews in record heat going through the dense woods, thick underbrush, and just hot weather. A heat wave made the search very, very difficult. But they do feel they have him contained within 8 to 10 acres. Other news of the day, we have a state-line analysis of data that's federal data finding that accidental drug overdoses were the number one cause of death for people under the age of 40 last year in Pennsylvania. Wow. And so some some call this the fourth great wave of accidental ODs in America as, you know, Pennsylvania just like the rest of the country, you know, debates how best to use the share of the billions of the legal settlement we're talking about with companies that turbocharged the opioid and drug epidemic. I'm not surprised in the least by this. Uh, you can think about coming out of the pandemic, everybody having mental health issues that were exacerbated during the pandemic, and then you sadly revert to some sort of coping mechanism and then accidentally overdose or whatever it might be. I mean, I, I, I would think there's maybe some correlation. Yeah, I, th- I think you make a great point that we already had the opioid crisis. And then to your point, Nick, when we when the pandemic struck, it just supersized everything, mm-hmm. including what you're talking about yep. the, the opioid crisis. That's a great point, and and this goes to the Sackler family that still remains in the courts. But we in Pennsylvania have this 26 billion dollar legal settlement, so there's a lot of wrangling about the transparency or lack thereof of how they're going to dole out that money. And should then Attorney General Josh Shapiro, who's now our governor. Should he have really struck that deal along with other attorney generals across the country? Even D.A. Uh, Krasner here in Philadelphia had said that's not enough money. Mm. So we're following it. But, oh, my goodness, the number one cause of people under the age of 40. Well, it's terrible. Uh, debt relief. So this is from Politico and Spotlight is highlighting this. So I just wanted to point it out that in Pennsylvania, there's sponsored legislation that would use state funding to purchase and then forgive Pennsylvanians' medical debt, not student debt, medical debt. So nationally, you know, they're looking for ways to help 100 million Americans facing such medical debts um, try try to deal with this. And medical debt worth $1.6 million dollars uh, was re- recently burned off in Pittsburgh so and this, Philadelphia. This would be like a medical debt forgiveness bailout program where yes. if you're you know, making payments for stuff beyond your insurance that you can't afford, you'd be forgiven. Yes. Okay. And especially, you know, because it was, again, to your point about, you know, ODing and, and the opioid crisis, I think part of what they're saying is, I know for us, because we had sick kids, it wasn't, it wasn't my husband or me, but the medical debt, every all the costs of everything's going up, mm-hmm. and then you end up with this huge medical debt. Yeah. So it's it actually affects a ton of people. Yep. And and across the board. So I don't know how they'll they'll parse that. Will they look at people with a certain income? Uh, you know that that to me is an interesting story because it's 100 million Americans. Does it does it make me a hypocrite that I would be on board with this? But I I look at the Biden student loan bailout program and I'm totally against that. I, I, if you think about it, you, you pay for health care and you have a copay and you have a deductible and then you still owe money out of pocket. It just seems like something's wrong with that system. That's just always been my general takeaway as an adult. But 
I mean, I could be off base here. No, I, I think you, you're onto something because with student debt, you know what you have chosen which school you're going to. Right. So you could have gone to a state school and paid and lived at home and right. paid eight or nine grand, but instead somebody who chooses to go to a fancy elite school like Matt DeSantis going to Harvard. <laughs> but he's he's now living at home and paying off, and you know and he'll be doing that till he's fifty three, <laughs> like John Fetterman. <laughs> And we moms always, we, we love that. Stay at home, honey. But on a serious note, you know, those 100 million Americans, they did not, they did not choose that medical debt. Right. They had something happen to them at the, well, or maybe a loved one, a child. And so it is different because you did not choose it. You did not sign on a dotted line. You rushed to an emergency room. Right. And then you, you have like a hundred thousand dollars in, you know, emergency bills. What are you supposed to do? Not rush your kid to the ER? Right. Right. So to your point, you know, that one's going on. Uh, exciting sports this weekend and Friday Friday and Saturday football, high school football, and on our air here on PHT. I mean, I yep. love our Friday nights. I love this yep. show. The Friday night, uh, the high school football scoreboard show will air tonight at 10 o'clock uh, every Friday in the uh, high school football. So we've got season. that tonight, Penn State tomorrow, and the Phillies Sunday. Yes. yes. You're going to get a lot of angry tweets, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with all the sports? No, but the high school show, do you know? It, the numbers say differently. But yeah. Okay. Can I tell you something? I remember even at CBS3 and Fox 29, they, they, they realized this. There were some managers who were also like sports parents and they said, no, 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 we're going to, we're going to guarantee we're going to cover every game. And they even had shoppers going yeah. over and the ratings just went through the roof because we all, you love it. Yep. You know, it's, it's just the human story. So no, I love this time of year. It's awesome. Same here. Don't love the rain. And Nick, what time are you going to be on the golf course? That'd be 103, dear. Okay, wow. you should be okay. All It'll right. be hot, but the storms are going to hold off for you. So you'll be sweating. But um, it'll be feel like it's one hundred three degrees. You uh, you you golfing with uh, Bill from the B B one hundred one Morning Show? Um, I would refer you to the ransom. <laughs> <laughs> I will not confirm or deny that. Look at you. That's weird. Look yeah. at you. Yeah. Because Bill, you know, told his family, uh, yeah, I'm going to be working a little later, uh, today. Yeah. So today, it will feel like 103 degrees. It looks like a 50 50 chance that that rain will strike and stick around for tonight's Phil's game in South Philadelphia against, uh, the Marlins. So hopefully it's not a washout. We would hate to see that. And then tomorrow, the high 87 degrees. So finally we're in the 80s, although I'll be at 87 degrees. And the sun does come out. So it's that sort of tropical pattern where you see a pop of storms and fast moving rain. Then we, you know, clears out and then maybe returning in the afternoon. So just watch it carefully, but I'm not going to cancel any plans. And then for your Sunday, wow, it's going to feel awesome. 82 degrees on Sunday, scattered thunderstorms in the morning and then mainly cloudy during the afternoon with some th- some more thunderstorms thunderstorms striking in the afternoon a high of 82 degrees so it looks like 70 plus chance that we'll see the storms and showers for sunday but there'll be a midday period there where it's just cloudy so if you're going to golf or have plans or that sort of thing and of course eagles in the afternoon it's uh, against the Patriots, and it's not a home game anyway. So this is Kale & Company News Live, and we are sponsored by Best Work Industries for the Blind, their e-commerce store, helping businesses succeed in all work environments. 
bestworksupplycenter.com, offering traditional office products, cleaning supplies, furniture tech, and much more free shipping, next day delivery shop now. Save at bestworksupplycenter.com. Kale and Company News Live. All right, Dawn, thank you very much. 855-839-1210. Cut sheet coming up in just about 30 minutes. Also, uh, we mentioned some of the COVID stuff. There's a new variant out there that people are already starting to hit the panic button over. And then if that's not enough, we apparently have a bird flu mutation that could leave humans vulnerable to infection just in time for another election. Very interesting stuff. Uh, we'll get to that coming up in a little bit. But yesterday I thought was pretty interesting. Um, you know, Ron DeSantis has had a rough stretch, and then we thought he had a relatively good showing two weeks ago at the Fox GOP primary. Uh, but some polling numbers indicate that his donors were not overly impressed. We gave you the story yesterday that 60, uh, 34 of his 50 donors that have donated $160,000 or more to the Never Back Down Super PAC uh, have abandoned ship. But um, DeSantis, I think, starting to feel a little bit of the pressure, although I thought yesterday's response which we'll play for you in just a second, was absolutely warranted. And if you don't know what we're talking about, let me set this up for you. So yesterday, DeSantis held a COVID press conference on Thursday that turned into a heated battle when someone asking a question accused him of having allowed the racially motivated mass shooting in the city several weeks ago. But what's interesting about this exchange, and you'll hear it in a moment, the man that's asking the question is a veteran. So it started off very friendly because, as you know, Ron DeSantis is a veteran who served uh, in the armed forces. So they had that little bit of a pleasantry and exchange, and then the question would ensue. And DeSantis, in, in typical DeSantis fashion, when he gets hit with something that he disagrees with, something that's wrong or he just doesn't want to hear, he will, you know, a lot of the times get very emphatic and then kind of shout down the question and and go to task, and then he gets usually a a pretty good round of applause. So here is the exchange yesterday between Ron DeSantis and a reporter uh, during his Thursday COVID presser. Take a listen. Yes. What service? Uh, U.S. Okay, thank you for your service. So I'm here today because I'm one of the Americans who do not agree with all the policies. I feel that we have enacted policies that hurt people like myself, people that I love, the men and women who are my children, who have allowed weapons before the street hands of immature the first of all, uh, I did not allow anything with that. Well, listen, excuse me, I'm not going to let you accuse me of committing criminal activity. I am not going to take that. I am not going to take that. So you, you should, you want to have a civil conversation, that's one thing. Try to say that I'm letting, that guy was Baker after. He should have been, he should have been ruled ineligible, but they didn't involuntarily commit him. And so they true, sir. No, no, I don't. No, no. There is the truth. There is something about the truth. It's not everyone doesn't have their own truth. No. You don't get to come here and, and, and blame me for some madman. That is not appropriate, and I'm not going to accept it. You have allowed people to hunt people like me. Oh, that is nonsense. That 
that is such nonsense. We've done more. We've done more to support law enforcement in this state than anybody in throughout the United States. Our crime rate in Florida is at a 50-year low. Uh, we have enacted. We have enacted policies so that people have a chance to live in safety. We have attracted people to come to this state in large part because we've had a commitment uh, to public safety. So the notion that somehow we're not uh, supportive of safety is absurd. And we've put our money where our mouth is. We've put uh, uh, support behind policies to hold people accountable uh, who hurt other people. Uh, you haven't seen us releasing people from prison when they hurt. When you do the time, you do the time. So I thought that was a very interesting exchange yesterday, and there's a couple of reasons I wanted to play that. Number one, it seems like I think the DeSantis campaign went on to say that that reporter, uh, they, they basically characterized him as a left-wing activist, and the way he came off there going from uh, you know the pleasantries of two veterans to the, the line of questioning and then kind of attacking DeSantis was definitely very left-wing oriented. But I wanted to play that for two reasons. One is you talk about Florida. Remember we had this story... Uh, a couple of months ago where uh, they the I think it was the was it the NAACP or I, I forget what group was saying they issued a travel advisory warning saying that African-Americans are not safe in the state of Florida. Yet, as DeSantis has pointed out and the stats will bear it. Florida is the, the, one of the safest states in the country right now with 50 year record low crime rates. And then I, I love the way. It's always somebody, and I'm just going to assume that that reporter was, you know, on the left. They they always come after a Republican and say, uh, you know, qu they question you and say, well, you allow this to happen. And I'm thinking back to our story here locally in Chester County with Mr. Cavalcante and the open border and the fact now you've got Eric Adams in New York saying the Big Apple is going to be destroyed. Uh, we've get they have ten thousand migrants uh, coming in every month. There's nowhere else to go, and he was blowing a gasket yesterday in New York City. So it's the but think about the hypocrisy of that statement. So everywhere you go, whether it's the state of Florida or a red uh, county or anything under Republican control, the crime rate is always much more contained. Yet we see in Los Angeles, San Francisco, Chicago, New York, Philly, Kensington, everywhere you go, Atlanta, crime is at an all-time high because they don't prosecute criminals. Uh, police chiefs like Danielle Outlaw, they have their hands tied, so to speak. The district attorneys don't prosecute the crimes. No cash bail. Yet we see these left-wing agitators or biased reporters that will try to come after a Republican in a red state or a red township or city and say, this is on you. The, 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 their blood is on your hands. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, wait a minute. In, in this country right now, we have crime that's completely out of control. And then when this stuff shows up, like, like Danilo Cavalcante comes across illegally into this country, murder, issues in Brazil, climbs out of a prison like Spider-Man, and the community's public safety is at risk. Where, where, where's all the blame for the people that have allowed this to happen? Like the Biden administration with open border policies. And that's why I love when guys like DeSantis or Greg Abbott or any of these Republican governors ship people on a bus and say, here, go to New York City, go to Martha's Vineyard, go to Philadelphia, 
go to these uh, these uh, safe zones, so to speak. And then when they arrive in blue cities, then it's like, oh, my God, what, what, what we're full. We can't take any more. But yet it's never an issue until it shows up on your doorstep. So I, I find that to be very, very hypocritical of the left. And I'm not surprised by it. But I did like the way the fact that DeSantis kind of shouted that guy down saying, no, I'm not going to allow you to blame me for some madman who committed uh, apparently a racially motivated um, murder or murders. I'm not even sure really what what story they're talking about. I haven't followed Florida politics on a daily basis, but I thought that was a good moment for DeSantis yesterday, kind of shouting that individual down. 855-839-1210 if you would like to jump in. Cut sheets coming up at 745 and on the other side, Bird flu and the new COVID variant. More fear porn. We're back after this. Nick Dawn and Greg on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. The NFL season started last night and that birds play on Sunday 425 against the New England Patriots. Get ready for the NFL season with an incredible offer from FanDuel Sportsbook in partnership with the Valley Forge Casino. It's America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus... And this is the best part. All customers who bet $5 will get $100 off the NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. But you got to hurry because the offer ends 9-18-23. I love the FanDuel app. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props to so much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Greg and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 1210 WPHT, and he's the official partner of the NFL. 21 and over, President PA, first online real money wager only, $10 first deposit required, bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at FanDuel.com slash Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Uh, the the NFL Sunday ticket offer ends nine eighteen twenty three. No refunds. Terms and embargoes apply. One hundred dollars off the NFL Sunday ticket. Not YouTube TV. YouTube TV base plan required to watch YouTube TV. Redemption requires a Google account and current form of payment. Commercial use excluded. Subscription renews. Cancel any time. It's Kale and Company on demand from Talk Radio twelve ten WPHT and the Free Odyssey app. Kale and Company Friday morning. Nick Don and Greg. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Get us on the free Odyssey app. Watch us live on YouTube. What's on the cut sheet coming up in just about 12 minutes. Also, our morning mystery movie clip. A great $50 gift card up for grabs this morning at 920. And uh, 950 this morning. Another keyword for your chance to secure a free trip to Walt Disney World. We've been doing it all week long. We will do it all long, uh, all month long for the month of September. Uh, also, later on this morning, does Elon Musk regret giving Tucker Carlson free reign for Tucker on Twitter? Uh, as Tucker Carlson's latest um, Tucker on Twitter episode has drawn a lot of attention um, surrounding Barack Obama and some <laughs> pr- allegedly uh, prior activities. I which, mean, does he vet, does he vet any of these stories? I have no idea. I have no idea. But I was I I, I saw a lot of. Uh, either, if you want to call them Republican social media influencers or conservative influencers, and they're all, t- it's like a, like a little uh, you know echo chamber. They all tweet the same stuff all day long. And I'm thinking, if this is what we're going to hang our hat on, I, you're going to take a look. You're, you're not going to win in 2024 then. I look at this two different ways. As, an, as a purely entertainment thing, these guys' claims are super interesting yeah. and super entertaining. But, 
I also think that there's 0.0 chance that he's telling the truth. Yeah, I've heard that the guy that explained the story, and if you don't know what we're talking about, this guy alleges that he had uh, male-on-male relations with Barack Obama, I think, in 1999. And and smoked crack with him. Yeah. 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 Uh, Maybe he was confused with Hunter Biden. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just, it's so, I mean, the... Any thought of Tucker Carlson and journalism just went out the window. Yeah. But but if you're looking at it from a purely entertainment mm-hmm. and getting clicks and Jerry Springer type stuff, yeah, yeah, then then it's I I I think it's entertaining. Sure. But it's not it's not credible. No. Just like the guests on Jerry Springer's show weren't credible. Right. Although Steve the security guard ended up getting his own show after that show and yeah, worked out pretty well for Steve. I just I don't I just don't understand the I don't know. Like, it's just all about making a splash. That's all they care about. But see, this is why, and we'll, we'll get into it more a little bit later, but this is why I say at times I think Tucker Carlson can be incredibly brilliant. He's on to something. He'll say the stuff that nobody will be willing to say that has a lot of merit and truth to it. And there's times like this mm-hmm. where many people are sitting there saying, yeah, the guy that you're interviewing might not be the most credible individual. And, well, why are you bringing this up 24 years later mm-hmm. and so forth and so on? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he had that. I, I loved and retweeted that interview that he did with the um, Prime Minister, Victor Orban, and who was talking about the world stage and, and looking at Trump from a different lens and all of the, the Prime Minister of uh, Hungary. Mm-hmm. And it was just, and it was a fascinating interview. And you learned so much from it. And so to go from something like that to some dude who... Is, is alleging something having twenty what yeah. you know quarter of century ago with and it's all icky. I didn't even I didn't even listen to it. I just went ugh. Well, people gobble it up because those 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 rumors and that speculation has been floating around for a long time. And then we're coming off of uh, you know the Obama chef that you know died or drowned in the in the lake or whatever. So, and, but I think it's a lot, just icky. I think the only reason it's somewhat pertinent today not what he does in his personal life that i couldn't care less about that is a lot of us feel like we're living in the third obama term if, if we're if we're thinking about from a a substantive political level and if you say well joe's not really calling the shot somebody else is and you, know, you get put two and two but, together but don's point is a good one is that you ha- he has to pick a lane he's either mm-hmm. going to be the guy who's going to interview you know, uh, do do these deep dives into Ukraine and stuff. And I've said this. I've said this. He's the he can he can do a master class on uh, takes like monologues. Mm-hmm. He's the best at it. Yeah. He's one of the best I've ever seen. Might might be the best I've ever seen. So pick that lane. Don't don't do. But is that lane always available to you though? If you're going to try to put out from a yes, of let, course. Yeah. Well, let's look at it from like the from a content standpoint. You know, I mean, he's how many of the he does the a, a couple of these a week now. I mean, I feel like a lot of them have lost some steam. It's like the Facebook files and the Twitter files, like the first <laughs> couple ones I was interested in, and then I start to lose interest. Yeah. Um. But I I don't know. For, I guess forget from a journalism standpoint because, like you said, a lot of times you throw journalism out the window with these talking heads anymore. Um. And I would say that applies to you know whether it's Ari Melber or um, Mehdi Hassan or anybody on Fox that, for that point. I'm I'm pretty fair with that. I, I've said many times, a lot of this is performance, a lot of this is theater. I, I think sometimes Tucker goes from serious journalism and digging deep to kind of uh, throwing crap at the wall and seeing what sticks. Yeah, and it's like, could Obama be gay? I mean, I, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> like, who, I, who cares? Right, like, that's, that's my thing. 
And I saw so many people obsessing about it. I'm like, see, this is the type of stuff that you're going to get caught up in, and it has no bearing on 2024. Like, if you can't stay focused on the task at hand, and you keep going for, like, the tabloid National Enquirer salacious stuff... You're gonna lose again. Uh, some of the, some of the, I, I, I agree with you, but the the tabloid national choir stuff though sells. I mean, oh, it's like this is this is a this was clearly meant for the social media crowd. Yes, and if that's the field you're playing in, then that's well, the field you're playing. Technically, in. that is what Tucker's playing in now, yeah, right? Exactly, because he's doing the show on on Twitter. Yeah, that that's his platform these days. But so. even even Dave Portnoy, who I guess was in. The room with this guy because they must have taped it a bunch of them, yeah, back to back. He says, "I don't, I don't." Yeah, he said he has n- zero credibility. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but then again, that's who, just does it. Portnoy have credibility? I don't no. know. <laughs> no, but that it just it, it's just icky. And and what what do you, so what are you saying, Tucker? So uh, twenty five years ago, you want to go back and Tucker? Do you want somebody to go back twenty five years in your life and see what you experimented with? Yeah, back in the day, we'll do it live. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. So be careful what you shovel up. I I just think stick with the issues, and if and if you think that it's Obama's third term and he's still relevant, which many think he and Michelle Obama are relevant because yep. there are still rumors. Michelle, run, Oprah, uh-huh. run, whatever. I bring it up all the time, right? You do, Nick. And so then stick with the issues. Stick with serious stuff that that actually ma- matters. And so this is just a diversion that then justifies when the left and the so-called mainstream media says really, you know, they say nasty lies and repeat nasty lies about people on the right. Well, you're just shoveling it back instead of sticking with the issues of the day and what what impacts people. That's right. That's my view. I agree. 855-839-1210. Cut sheet coming up in about five minutes, which will include Kamala Harris, Whoopi Goldberg, Donald Trump, Mike Pence, and a few others, including Rand Paul, and apparently the whoopster, because she called into The View wearing a mask at home by herself. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. (laughs) Yeah, because if you didn't hear the news, Whoopi Goldberg tested positive for COVID. Yeah, Yeah. thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers to her, Dr. Jill, and everybody else that's tested positive this week. (laughs) But they're fine, right? They felt the need to advertise it. (laughs) Speaking of COVID and advertising, uh, there's a couple of things in the news. We'll start before we get to COVID. Uh, this is in the New York Post. Um, and I've noticed this too. The New York Post loves to sell and peddle a little fear from time to time, like the New York Times, even though for the most part, I much prefer the New York Post. Uh, but a bird flu mutation could leave humans vulnerable to infection, so says experts. Uh, This in the New York Post today. Bird flu is back with a vengeance. Medical experts have discovered that one variant of the avian flu virus, dubbed H3N8... Enjoy tax-free shopping and an... Yeah, we're going to get tax-free shopping. You're going to get bird flu tax-free shopping when wow. you go and buy a Kale & Company sweatshirt. Wow. How about that? Uh, but the medical experts have dubbed this H3N8, and it has undergone several mutations and now can cause more severe infections. Additionally, the H3N8 virus, which is endemic amongst poultry farms throughout China, is transmissible by airborne droplets between animals that have no physical contact. They say human populations, even when 
unvaccinated could be vulnerable to infection at epidemic or pandemic proportion. The variant has been found in horses, dogs, and seals, as well as birds, but it has not made the leap into human populations yet. In March, however, a woman in China became the first known human fatality of this virus, which they say likely became infected while at a wet market, an open-air market where animals live and are bought and sold. Let me just say this about this. I'm so tired of seeing wet market. Now, I don't know what we could do about that in America, but it seems to me like these, these Chinese wet markets are just kind of like a gathering place of all sorts of bad stuff that can kill human beings. Like, it's bad enough that we do, um, you know, the gain-of-function research, which you're going to hear Rand Paul in the cut sheet in a couple of minutes, you know, and the dangers of playing with this fire. Remember, we had this story, a handful of this had to be in the spring or the winter, where there was the, the laboratory over in England where they were experimenting with more deadly variations of the virus. And, like, I understand that to some extent that you have to do this type of research to, quote, get out ahead of it in, in front of things. But it seems to me like these wet markets are an epic disaster when it comes to when something can be transmissible from any sort of animal in this setting to a human being. So that's this. That's the latest coming out of um, uh, the bird flu mutation. And now the experts, uh, when it comes to COVID and new variants, say there's a new variant called Pyrola, P-I-R-O-L-A, and that is apparently dubbed BA.2.86. Sounds like a bingo card, if you ask me. Uh, they're saying this one is drastically different than the dominant variants that are circulating now, according to a scientific advisor for the CDC. Uh, what's unknown is how transmissible the variant is and whether it will spread widely or fizzle out like many of the other variants in the past. And another important outstanding question they claim uh, in the Wall Street Journal is whether it causes more severe disease. So one one just takeaway on this, and this seems to be the common theme. Every time there's a new variant, every time there's new cases, they, they love to tell you, like, to get you to buy into the fear, yet they always qualify it with, well, we're not sure how transmissible it is, how your, uh, you know, the antibodies that you have built up in your system already will respond to it. Uh, and then they usually come back and say, the current booster available will likely provide you X amount of layers of protection against it, which makes me ask the question, if you don't know the question, the answers to some of the questions you're posing, and you're presuming that the current booster available will protect you, why are you peddling the fear in the first place? It seems like if you don't know whether or not, because it seems like every variant that we've had since the original strain and the Omicron variant, they've all been maybe more transmissible, but less serious, which to me, I draw the conclusion of that I'm not remotely concerned about any of it. Forget the transmissibility doesn't bother me. We're all going to get the cold. Mm -hmm. We're all going to get, you know, the flu. We're going to cough. We're going to have a runny nose. We're going to feel the aches. But if it's if it's less severe then I don't really, to be honest, I really don't need to know about it, nor do I care, honestly, because I'm so over the whole COVID hysteria stuff. But, you know, there are some people like Howard Stern who, you know, they might go out to a concert or out to dinner for a couple of nights and then they uh, they go back inside and maybe get divorced because their wife thinks that they're um, afraid to leave. Or like Whoopi Goldberg, you'll just phone into the view wearing a mask on Zoom from your house to advertise masks. Yeah, I just, I know that there's, you know, COVID is in the news again. It never goes away. And I know. And it's just, stop. 
I just want people, I, I cannot believe they're continuing with these narratives going into 2024 yep. with, the, with the elections coming up in November and then the presidential coming up in 2024. Yep. I, I can't, I cannot believe that anybody thinks, because I, I do believe that there are, there are some people like you're saying, Nick, who genuinely buy it all and, and really think, oh, we're in danger. But there are others who I think are, it's a sin. They are doing this for political reasons to create the fear. So there are two different subsets. Mm-hmm. Here. Right. Well, and also the timing of going back to school. Yeah. And again, we've got schools and masks and school closers. I saw that they canceled a high school football game in California due to a, due to a COVID outbreak. Really? In, 20, in the fall yeah. of 2023, we are canceling outdoor sporting events mm-hmm. because there was a few COVID cases in your classroom. Now, if they said that they had a vicious flu outbreak or some kind of norovirus or stomach thing that was going around in the high school, I could see because, first of all, your football players are going to be sick as dogs too. Right. But, I, I mean, I could tell with my own kids. It's like, you know, they they play through everything. Even even if they did test positive with COVID, mm-hmm. you keep them home for a couple of days, fever goes away, and you follow all the nurse, the school nurse's rules. Right. But there's no reason to shut this down. There's no, for young people, young healthy people, it's actually good to get their immune system back up and running. That's correct. All right. Ah. 7.46, Friday morning. Greg Stocker has another installment of What's on the Cut Sheet. What's on the Cut Sheet? What's on the Cut Sheet on this Friday is brought to you by our good friends at Cherry Hill Volvo, where they have ample inventory of brand new and beautiful pre-owned Volvos. Enjoy the luxury experience you deserve. They always go the extra mile for their customers because relationships matter at Cherry Hill Volvo. Check them out on Route 70 in Cherry Hill. Thank you, Cherry Hill Volvo, for sponsoring the ever-important and always the best edition, Friday edition of What's Mm -hmm. Up a Cut Sheet. I want to ask you guys if you think this statement from Mike Pence is going to matter Matters anymore or matters in 2024, I guess is a better way to put it. He was on CNN yesterday, and he was uh, he said that he is the most qualified, the most experienced conservative in the race. I'm going to play it for you, and then I'm going to ask you if that, in fact, matters anymore to GOP and Republican voters. Well, what I hope in the course of this campaign is that Americans come to know me a little bit more like you do, that I was, I was a conservative governor that showed you can, you can cut taxes and balance budgets, as we did in the state of Indiana, expand educational choice, and even reform health care. And I hope people know me as a, as, as a conservative leader in the Congress that fought the big spenders in my own party. Look, we, we've got a national debt the size of our nation's economy. We've got to have leadership in the White House that knows how to get Congress off the dime, take on the big challenges facing our nation, particularly our national debt. And I want people to know I'm the most qualified, the most proven, the tested, the most experienced conservative in this race. Uh, no, no, and no, unless you look at the CNN poll that says Mike Pence would beat Joe Biden by two points. I don't know how you can say you're the most qualified and the most experienced. Uh, did Donald Trump drop out of the race? Because Donald Trump has already served as president <laughs> of the United that's States. That's a great point. So, that's actually a great point. That's wrong. Yeah. And then if you're going to talk about your track record as a governor, well, the guy in Florida is probably doing the best job of any governor in the country right now. So, no, I, I don't think that really plays at all if you're Mike Pence. So in, so in a GOP primary, saying to a GOP Republican audience, you are the most conservative in 2024, 
you don't believe that matters. Anymore. I do. I do not. And I also think he's alienated a lot of a big portion of the Trump base that views him, you know, to be some sort of traitor or whatever. So, like I said, for weeks now, I'm not sure who Pence resonates with, other than the conservative evangelical Christian section of of the Republican base. Other than that, I mean, he's been what polling at five percent or less for the most part. Yeah. But I think the issue is that what he views as his greatest strength is also his greatest weakness come a general election. Correct. Right? In other words, we've talked about the fact the reason Trump chose him as the Veep in the first place was that, yeah, he he has always had credibility as a huge conservative and that he, that Trump needed to convince the South and and Christian pro-life Christians that he was he indeed had the chops mm-hmm. as a conservative and that he would do that. And so Pence was the proof. But for Pence in a general election to be to be voted in, it's not going to it's not going to happen right. because he will be painted as too far right. Right. And plus, when you look at some of the CNN polling, as we mentioned in the big take this morning, Nikki Haley beats Biden by six points, the biggest lead of anybody. Pence, Christie, two points, Trump, one point. And to your point, and you've talked about it with Nikki Haley, her answers on, for example, abortion are are well taken by just a general population, as opposed to something that may be seen as too far right, too conservative. Which might be working against not only Pence, but DeSantis and others as well. Uh, we're broadcasting live right now on a YouTube streaming live, I should say, on YouTube. If you're watching right now, please hit the like button. We're at 70 likes. If you can hit the like button so we can get to 100 likes, I would appreciate that. YouTube.com slash at 1210WPHT. Hit the subscribe button if you have not done so already. Uh, speaking of Trump, he was on with Hugh Hewitt yesterday. And Hugh Hewitt asked him if he would testify in his criminal trial and he said absolutely he would he would take the stand this is cut to daniel so if you have to go to trial will you testify in your own defense oh yes absolutely you'll take the stand that i would that i look forward to no i think that obstruction charge is going to get the trial mr president i I think that okay if you do and they ask you on on the stand did you order anyone to move boxes how will you answer I'm not answering that question for you, but I'm totally covered under the law. Okay. You read the Presidential Records Act. Just read it. You take a look at it. I'm totally covered under the law. It's a civil act. It's civil. Now, Biden had no civil act. The things he did are criminal. All right. So he said he would absolutely testify in his criminal trial. Take the stand. Do you think his lawyers will actually let him take? Absolutely the stand? not. There's so zero, I, I say I say the same thing. He's going to say he's going to. He's going to say he wants to, but there's zero chance he's going to do it. This reminds me of when he said he was going to have that press conference at Bedminster at 11 a.m. on a Monday, and then after further review, he said he he would not be doing. It. Yeah. What happened to that? It just. Yeah, uh, I, I think his we lawyers were, were like, "It's a bad idea." Um. He was never planning on doing it, by the way. And by the way, there's nothing wrong with, with not taking a stand and, and pleading the fifth and, and using your constitutional given protections. Agreed. It's, Agreed. It's, a, it's a sound strategy. But because then, in the event you get up there and you get put in a predicament and you say something and you, then it's like, uh-oh, did he, whoops. You don't want to have that whoops moment. But then why say you'll do it? You just want to, by the way, why does he always go on with Hugh Hewitt? I feel like that's, is that a weekly appearance? How does he get Trump on all the time? And by the way, where where the heck is the Hugh Hewitt radio program? Is uh, that a local show? What is that? No, it's a national show. Is it? Yeah, he's been around forever. Okay. 
he does a. I, think, I actually think he does a morning show. I, I have no idea. I don't. I don't. I, <laughs> they, I don't follow. Does this he nonsense. sell? Does he sell mugs and sweatshirts? <laughs> <laughs> does he have a Hewitt Army? <laughs> the Hewitt Army. <laughs> um, you referenced this poll earlier. I wanted to play and get and get back to it here. This is a CNN poll that sixty one percent of Americans say that Joe Biden was involved in Hunter's corrupt business deals, including. 64% of independents, which is, it seems troubling for the Biden administration, but we'll see. Check, uh, cut three. We're talking about, Danny, here, the time when he was vice president, right? Whether Joe Biden was involved in Hunter Biden's business dealings at the time he served as vice president. Overall, if you look here, 61% of Americans think Joe Biden was involved. You can see partisanship drives this, right? Obviously, nearly all Republicans, 90% believe that. This has been a major storyline and talking point on Fox News and elsewhere. 64% of independents believe that Biden was involved in Hunter's business dealings. 28% of Democrats. And I want to show you of that 61% overall there that believe uh, he had dealings, 42%, Dana, think that Joe Biden acted illegally when he was vice president in those business dealings. Uh, 38% say not involved. 18% said he acted unethically, but not illegally. But that is a significant number as well. So keep in mind, too, this is a CNN poll. And what I find interesting, so 61% yes, so that would be 39% no. After all the evidence that has been presented, whether it's the burner phones, uh, 10% for the big guy, this bogus email address, all the different elements of you know, the House Judiciary Committee showing everything that was going How could 39% arrive at the conclusion that they did nothing wrong or nothing illegal? The only, my only conclusion is based on the fact that it's a CNN poll. People are, are not of the belief of that because CNN has hardly covered this story. In the, in, in the partisan world we live in, you can get 39% of people to whatever side of the aisle they're on. They You can get them to agree on anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? So right. that that's not... That's not shocking to me at all because people are dug in with whatever yeah. um, flag they wave. Also, keep in mind, too, when we've given you the media watchdog reports of how many minutes the networks are spending on Trump stuff versus Hunter and Joe. I mean, it's really laughable that, you know, the Hunter Biden story, short of talk radio or Fox News, it's really not covered at all. I mean, what was it? 724 minutes on Trump, and I think it was uh, 12 minutes on Hunter Biden on one of the networks. I mean, that's a staggering um, discrepancy in, in media coverage time spent. Uh, James Carville was on CNN last night. I always go to James Carville because I do think that he is a smart guy. He got a Bill Clinton elected in 1992, which was not an easy feat. Um, he says on these polls... Uh, he says it's alarming that Joe Biden's poll numbers, uh, and basically he's saying there's not much more else you can say. Like it's it's alarming, and Democrats should take it seriously. Cut thirteen. Look, these polls seem to get at the elephant in the room when it comes to President Biden. For voters, it's his age that they're concerned about, his mental acuity, his health. Uh, what does that tell us? Well, <laughs> I guess to say the least, the, 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 the polls are not, uh, well, not great. And it tells us that, you know, voters are expressing uh, some apprehension here. It's, it's pretty clear. I mean, there's not much else you can say when you, you look at them. I mean, I, I, I guess the, the best thing you could say is that, not, that if anything, they're worse for Trump. 
But uh, there, there, there is an apprehension out there that, that that's undeniable. But on the other hand, I point out we haven't lost an election since the Dobbs decision. So, you know, we were supposed to lose in November the off year. We didn't really. We're kind of tied. So <clears throat> I, I don't know. But the, the, the polling that I've seen or anybody else has seen is not very good. I, there was a memo. Uh, my friend Jim Messina said, I said, Democrats need to quit bedwetting. But my wife's already changed me to rubber sheets. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but uh, do you are, are you saying that, <laughs> that no you're worried that, yeah. that you think the Democrats should be taking this more seriously? Well, I, I mean, you know, it's typically in the August or September before the election, you know, about the President Reagan's numbers were not great. Uh, President Clinton's, I know, were, were, were you know, starting to, to move up a little bit, the same thing as President Obama. But you, you can't look at this and not say that you're concerned. It, it's just hmm. for me to come on television and say, I, I don't find this alarming or troubling at all would be would be stupid. I mean, I, I wouldn't do that. Greg, how soon do you go to rubber sheets? <laughs> I, Abby Phillips had no idea how to respond to that, no, by nothing. the way. Another I, person with the personality of a paint can. <laughs> I just, look... I, I take all of these polls with a grain of salt. I I love how it's positioned, though, that uh, it's alarming, but yet everybody that reads these poll numbers that's an anchor on either CNN or MSNBC, they almost act like shocked, like they can't believe the numbers are so low, to which I would say, are you watching this guy? Yeah. Every time he speaks, every time he walks, every time they have to make a correction, whether they got to correct Kamala, did, did Kamala just say the quiet part out loud? And then KJP's got to go up there and do damage control mode. No wonder why the numbers are terrible. And it's whether it's mental health and uh, or, uh, mental st- stamina and his, you know, his current health status or, you know, the, the economy you, from top to bottom. But the only to me, there's and they mentioned the Dobbs decision, which we actually put in a big take a few weeks ago. You know, since that decision, Democrats have not lost an election at any level. I think they are seven and zero. And that could be, once again, their saving grace in 2024, despite all the deficiencies of this administration. Speaking of uh, this administration, Vice President Kamala Harris was on with CBS this morning, yesterday, um, asking about the election and uh, what she thinks, what the administration thinks of them being down so much at this point is cut 11 here. You were dismissive of some of the Republican criticism of you and the president. When you look at current polling, the front runner for a Republican nomination is the former president, the 45th president. We will win the election. You will will win. win. We will win the election. There is too much at stake, and the American people know it. Democracy is at stake. Vote for us. Uh, Very interesting that she deflects from the criticism, because I've got an article here from the New York Post that says Kamala Harris has rabbit ears for detecting criticism. Overly sensitive, colleague says, in new book. So, I mean, if she's got rabbit ears as VP, could you imagine how sensitive Kamala would be as a radio host checking her Twitter mentions every day? She, or or just or just looking at the uh, the, the the YouTube chat. The YouTube chat. People like, what are you talking about? This is this is the oh who cares? This is the everybody's so critical of everything yeah. everybody does. That's correct. It's funny. Uh-huh. But yeah. Kamala seems uh unburdened by the past. And she's ready. She could step in right now if Joe doesn't wake up tomorrow. She's confident. Well, uh, Margaret Brennan went there. She asked the death question. 
she's like, hey, you know, look, we and you know, we criticized the AP reporter yesterday for asking it more. It's like, well, are you as vice president? Are you ready to step in the role? And she said, yeah, of course, because what else is she going to say? Right. Margaret Brennan actually asked her, hey, like he's going to be 86 if he finishes like he he might not survive. Mm-hmm. Cut 12. You're 58 now. If you win the second term, as you and the president are running to do, he would be 86 at the end of it. The Wall Street Journal had a poll showing two-thirds of Democrats say Joe Biden is too old to run again. Are you prepared to be commander-in-chief? Yes, I am, if necessary. But Joe Biden is going to be fine. And let me tell you something. I work with Joe Biden every day. The work that under Joe Biden's leadership, our administration has accomplished is transformative. Mm-hmm. I think the American people, most of all, want a leader who actually gets things done. Look, I work with Joe every day, and Joe specifically works every day from noon to four. And during those four hours, Joe puts in a ton of work and achieves a lot of things for this great nation. You know, Joe projects weakness on many levels, but the the scary thought of all of this is. If Joe Biden, you know, knock on wood, God forbid, because, you know, I don't want anybody to pass away. But Joe Biden dies in his sleep one night and Kamala Harris is elevated from vice president to president. And you just heard her, heard her in that clip there. Do you think Russia, China, Iran, North Korea, do you think they have any fear whatsoever of the United States led by Kamala Harris? Do you think they're shaking in their in their boots? I would say no. Hopefully we don't get to that point. Uh, you mentioned this earlier. Whoopi Goldberg has not been on The View because she's tested positive for COVID. Thoughts and prayers. She called in. She did a video chat uh, with The View yesterday. I got to see the video. She was, uh, yeah, if you, uh, youtube.com slash at 1210WPHD if you want to see the video. Um, she's on camera in a room all by herself wearing a mask. <laughs> Cut five. I just have COVID. <laughs> I just have COVID. I'm still testing positive. Apparently, uh, I have to have a clear test before I can come back. So you know, I can't wait to get back no, and put, hang put out. Back up. Put but back up. <laughs> until then, it's me and my mask, and I'm sort of confined <laughs> to my room. Uh, so, so she's wearing the uh, the powder blue cloth mask mm-hmm. that that does absolutely nothing for anybody, and then she takes it down to continue her conversation, and she's like, "Oh, it's just me and my mask in my room." It's almost like they romanticize with the mask. Like when I was a kid, I romanticized with the transistor radio and listened to play by play baseball, and I put the the radio by my pillow before I'd go to sleep. It's Aww. almost like they coddle the mask. Yeah, remember remember the wrestling buddy animals we would have? Absolutely. They used to like go to bed with that. Mm-hmm. It's almost like they just the, the mask is part of their identity now. It is. It's it's theater. it's really odd. It's theater, oh, and of course she it is. she just there there was no reason to be on camera. She's in a room by herself wearing a mask, yeah. unless you wanted to make a point right. of look at me. I have this this mask that doesn't work right uh, to protect my family, which is not in the room with me. <laughs> so I don't know what. What else could it have been other than yeah. theater? Well, she didn't want to transmit COVID to her laptop. She didn't want to infect the Zoom connection with the BA286 yeah. variant. Which, by the way, too, when we, we think about this, go, remember earlier in the week when Joy Behar came on the air on Tuesday 
and she was like, "It's back! It's yep. back!" Yep. COVID. Like it, she was like excited. Happy? Yeah, yeah. There was a little giddiness. It in was her like voice. like the Rolling Stones put out a new song. She was so excited. They did. They did put out a new song. By the I know, but it's just like, like you hear it. I did not. Do you want to play it? You got it. Maybe later. All right. Is it okay? Decent song for yeah? for a bunch of eighty year olds. So music snob stalker approves of it. Yeah. Look, I'm a Stones fan, okay. but it's a it's a decent song. Um, they can still. They can still get it together. Right. I guess that's why they've been around as long as they have been. That's right. Uh, speaking of COVID, they, it was uh, widely discussed on the Senate floor yesterday. Senator Ed Markey of Massachusetts tore into Senator J.D. Vance from Ohio uh, because he proposed a bill seeking to ban federal mask mandates. Uh, it's called the Freedom to Breathe Act. Markey objected and gave a lengthy speech attacking it. We only have a little bit of it, but okay. um, it, it basically is saying that the federal government can't mandate masks. This is uh, Senator Markey from yesterday, cut seven. This bill is little more than an attempt uh, by Republicans to dismantle a public health infrastructure that had to be built in order to deal with this greatest of pandemics since 1918. The only thing I like Senator Ed Markey for is joining forces with Ted Cruz to keep AM radios in cars. You, uh, other than that, I've got no use for Mr. Markey. But here's the thing is, yes, the federal government can't mandate these things. You've heard Fauci say it. You've heard the Biden administration say that. But what they can do is they put out the recommendation and then all of their agencies like the CDC all the way down to the, the Rochelle Walensky's of the world. And they start saying, well, you know, we are strongly encouraging and then it gets to the local level, and you've got these nut jobs that are running school districts or courthouses or doctor's offices or hospitals, and that's where you will start to see those mandates pop back up. By the way, if you're just tuning in now at 8.06, uh, go over to YouTube, youtube.com slash at 1210WPHT. If we can put up, Daniel, if you can put up uh, the Kale & Company merch. We mentioned it in the 6 o'clock hour. I'll mention it again here in the 8 o'clock hour. Uh, we have a store. So all of your all of your wishes, your wants of uh, uh, Kale and Company's Yoli Army, we'll have Dawn stuff up. Dawn and I went. Uh, we had a little powwow yesterday about what her shirt's going to say. Oh, so well, you we guys have, went shirt shopping. We we we, <laughs> we have some ideas. Um, so there it is, the Kale and Company merch. There's a uh, there's a coffee mug, a sweatshirt, a women's V neck tee, and a men's shirt. It's all available online. Just go to uh, just go to twelve ten wpht dot com twelve ten wpht dot com. Click on the link there. It's the merch store, or whatever. It's in the upper right hand corner. You can see it. Click there, and it it's all there for purchase if you want to see it. But I don't know. I think I think it looks good. I, I, I love it. I love it. I'm going to uh, get rid of my Yeti, and once I get the mug, I'm going to drink out of the Kale & Company mug in front of the YouTube Woo-hoo. cameras. Oh, good. little product placement. Yeah. Learned that in high school marketing. <laughs> 11th grade. Um, somebody asked about different colors and stuff. Yeah, I, I don't know... I don't know if there's an option on the to like choose colors. I know obviously sizes there is, but I'm not sure. I love the gray. I do too. I do gray too. with the white and a little bit of the black in the free speech lives here line. Dawn was saying she thought maybe more a little more vibrant colors, but it looks like the ma- the men's t-shirt is a darker shade of gray than the females, unless it's just the maybe it's just the lighting okay. on the YouTube video. Got gotcha. sure, but. Uh, Go there, 1210WPHT.com to order them now. Rand Paul uh, was talking about the vaccine, the boosters and everything, and uh, talking about 
COVID and the vaccine and myocarditis. Uh, this is cut four. If you're a young person who have had COVID recently, even the CDC admits this. If you have had COVID within three months and you take a vaccine, you have a profound risk of getting an overly exuberant immune response and having the myocarditis because you've had the vaccine in the middle of an immune response that you're making against the disease. And yet, do you recall anyone at uh, one of these pharmacies that are all handing out the, the, the vaccine and pushing it? Have you had any example of them saying, well, have you had COVID recently? Maybe you should wait three months. No, nobody's paying any attention to natural immunity. Nobody's paying any attention to the natural course of this disease. And nobody's really paying any attention to the danger the vaccine presents to young people. Yeah, I've had probably uh, a ton of time where I've been outside, out and about since uh, March of 2022, the last time I actually got COVID, um, you know, like by just acquiring it through transmission. Uh, haven't had it since. And I, I'm, I'm interested by what he said there about the pharmacies. Cause I was, I was driving down to Cal Pike yesterday and there's the, the CVS and the Walgreens kind of catty corner to themselves. And they both have up on their little, um, you know, their little billboard where they put specials up. Both of them are get your COVID shot here, get your flu shot here, get every shot here. We've got, if you need a vaccine for anything, come on in. We have it. And then it's, it's like it's advertising season. My giant in Bluebell. Right out in front where the shopping carts are, there's like one of those, it's almost like a campaign sign that you stick in the yard and it says, stop in here for, I think it was just the flu shot, but it's like, it's advertising campaign season for the next six to eight weeks for Big Pharma. Can you, can you believe though, that we're still, it's 2023, it's September of 2023 and we're still debating this and talking about this. It's just, it's, it's, I don't know that it will ever go away to be honest, because there's too much money to be made. Of course. And that's course. why it won't go away. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, Joan on the YouTube chat says uh, she thinks the the shirt should be green because kale is green. Like the vegetable. Oh, that is a good idea. And it's also eagles. Eagles, yeah. yeah. Eagles! That's a good yeah. idea. Yeah. 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 They're, never, they're never happy. You get them no, shirts I, now. I know. Then they're the, going to want blue ones. What about ones with red lettering? It's just... the, problem, the problem with doing this on YouTube is that now people comment along in real time and they can pick apart everything we do, <laughs> yeah. which is, we didn't see the, we didn't see these. Are before. the t-shirts hundred percent cotton? Will they shrink? I don't know. Just buy. Please. The money doesn't go to us, by the way. Right. It should. Because we discussed in the six o'clock hour that Nick's likeness has been, uh, sold to, to, to Odyssey. Yeah. So All I got you, was a badge and an email address, folks. You don't own your own a parking name. spot. You don't own your name it's anymore. Unbelievable. So, uh, it goes to, to the, the company. Uh, speaking of COVID, Ron DeSantis spoke yesterday, and he took a little shot at Trump, uh, saying that the Trump COVID task force told me to shut down and oppose mask mandates in January of 2021. This is cut 10. For months, you know, May of 2020, summer of 2020, fall of 2020, you know, even January of 2021, you know, I was getting uh, hit by the, the White House task force under Trump. Not, this wasn't even Biden, this was Trump. January of 2021, weeks before he left office, they were sending us missives to Florida saying impose a mask mandate and close bars and restaurants uh, and businesses. And that's what they were pushing. 
And that was pretty much uniform throughout uh, the political and bureaucratic uh, sphere. Uh, and it was driven by people like Fauci with no regard for what that would mean for people's livelihoods. And so, you know, we had to be the one to stand in the breach on that. Um, and I just look at like somebody, you know, like a Fauci, you know, part of the problem with our country is that bureaucrats like him have been coddled. They've been put on a pedestal. I think the way you treat bureaucrats like Fauci is you tell them you're fired, get lost. That's what you need to be doing. Well, he's not wrong about how these guys are coddled, that's for sure. Uh, but I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Trump and DeSantis going back and forth on who did what or who said what during the pandemic is a wasted exercise. But I would also add this new um, take to this back and forth between these two with COVID. Like Republicans or conservatives or those who are anti-mandate or were skeptical of the vaccine or just flat out sick and tired of hearing COVID we don't want to hear about COVID anymore. That's what the left yeah, loves to talk about. I agree. I wish these two would just not even bring up anything under the COVID umbrella. I agree. I agree with you. I, I think that it doesn't. I understand what he's doing. You know, he's trying to differentiate himself from Trump. But I just think that at this point, people are just tired yes. of hearing it. It's like, okay, let's move on. Like, like we like, don't I'm care tired about the of, aha, gotcha, you said this in January of, uh, like, who cares? It has consumed our lives, yes. some of our lives, for three and a half plus years, and we just don't, we don't care about it anymore. That's correct. Uh, he was also on with Jesse Waters primetime last night, and, um, you know, he's always talking about... When he's elected, it, there's going to be a reckoning with the CDC, the NIH, the FDA, all all of that stuff. Uh, and Jesse Waters wants to know what something like that would look like. Cut 14. A no. What would a DeSantis reckoning look like? Well, first of all, you take something like an FDA. They're basically a subsidiary of Big Pharma. Uh, we're not going to allow people in the FDA to leave the FDA and cash out in pharma. It's like a revolving door. That's why you have them approving an mRNA vax for six-month-old babies for COVID. There was no uh, evidence to support that. They're doing it because of that relationship. Uh, we are going to clean house at places like the CDC. They didn't follow the science during COVID. They followed the narrative during COVID, and that was very, very destructive. So we will clean house with personnel. You're going to have people in with me, like my Surgeon General in Florida, Dr. Joseph Latipo. You'll have people like Jay Bhattacharya from Stanford. These are people that were right about COVID from day one. They were pilloried by a very politicized scientific establishment, but they stood their ground and they've been proving right. Those are the people that need to be in positions, not the political actors that we've seen over the last four or five years. I like that answer a lot. Uh, the guy, the Florida Surgeon General, I just believe also when DeSantis got reelected, uh, DeSantis, you know, kept him around. He's been well respected. Uh, we've certainly talked about Dr. Jay Bhattacharya here on this show. Um, and he's right. The FDA is basically the pimp for the big pharmaceutical companies. That's all they are. Now, again, I still think DeSantis is full of crap when he says he's going to stuff Fauci into a dumpster and fire him. On, like that Fauci's whole, retired. I know, but he's like, oh, I'm going to go in there and clean house. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Good luck doing that when you get in there. Uh, CNN's Ellie Honing uh, discussing the DOJ, the DOJ reportedly upgrading uh, Hunter Biden gun charges. You know, they're saying he will be indicted by uh, September 29th. This is what he said about that yesterday. Cut six. Real quick, Ellie, as Evan said, a sitting president, his Justice Department likely indicting and trying to take to trial his son, the president's son. 
Yeah, Dan, DOJ has given me whiplash on this one because six weeks ago they were they did walk into court and they were ready to get rid of this case for a misdemeanor and dismiss the gun charge. Now they're about to indict him for a felony gun charge, which would likely carry jail time if there's a conviction. The only conclusion that I think is consistent with all this is that the whistleblowers were right, that initially DOJ was ready to go in there and give this deal away cheaply. And when the political pressure amped up, DOJ did a complete 180. Uh, and now they've appointed, they've made David Weiss special counsel, and now they're bringing an indictment. The DOJ looks incredibly incompetent and pathetic here, uh, as do both attorneys on both sides when they tried to roll into that courtroom with that sweetheart deal to which that judge basically read it over, looked it over, and ripped it up and said, yeah, no shot. And then, of course, they get exposed, and now they got to go to the opposite end of the spectrum. But as I said yesterday, this to me is nothing more than a, okay, we're going to up this with Hunter Biden, but we're going to we're going to show you once and for all Republicans we don't have a two-tiered justice system and at the end of the day unless Hunter Biden does jail time I don't think there's a Republican out there that's going to sit there and say justice was served Honestly I just pulled this because I this uh this woman this uh, representative always wears these hats and she's just funny to look at um <laughs> my gosh. Well, it's funny cuz it's bigger than your normal hat <laughs> check it out Frederica mm-hmm. Wilson I uh, was talking to uh, one of the morning shows about student loan debt, and uh, she's all for getting rid of it. Uh, she thinks we need student loan debt with no interest, or student loans with no interest. Oh, sure. Uh, I don't know why anybody would take that deal. It's like, here, let me just give you a bunch of money, right. and maybe you can pay it back, maybe right. you don't. Exactly. That's not that's that's a gift. It's not loaning somebody money. Uh, but this is Representative Frederica Wilson uh, on that cut nine. And speaking of relief, Congresswoman, you have a bill, the Loan Act, uh, to help address the student loan crisis. How will it work? Well, the Loan Act, uh, you have to think about it. We cannot every year just cancel student debt. So we have to look for. You know, she sounds like she sounds like uh, she sounds like that old guy and Family Guy. You know, the, the, old, the old pervert. <laughs> she's dressed. Uh, she looks like she's dressed like Dolly Parton. Yeah, yeah. You really have to see. You really have to see the video. Yes, it's it's uh, it's pink it's hat, worth pink it's top. worth seeing. YouTube.com slash at twelve ten. Having Burt Reynolds Jeopardy celebrity Jeopardy flashbacks here with the big yellow hat. <laughs> uh, we continue. What what do we do with the class of 2025, 2026? So we start out by doubling the Pell Grant. We start out by reducing. Uh, the interest rates and we start out by helping students make a plan as to how much money they actually need how they're going to get it how they're going to pay it back and when we reduce those interest rates i am really working on a an a, a program to have no interest these will be student loans with no interest so that's how we're going to fix this because you you just can't keep going into classrooms every year saying to little children in elementary school you can be anything you want to be stay in school mind your parents be a good citizen and when you grow up you can go to college she sounds like a sesame street character (laughs) she looks like one too we need to get her kamala and kareen jean pierre together for a dissertation on the pros and cons of student debt
So yeah, you take out, you borrow ten dollars with yep. no interest. You pay back ten dollars. Yep. So the lender doesn't make a dollar off of you. Apparently, Fred Flintstone says she has a built-in auto tune. <laughs> Can you imagine her and RFK Jr. having a? No, a come on. Thank <laughs> goodness. Dream about helping their parents come out of poverty, poverty by getting an education and having a career, and then they dive into a whole sea of student debt because. They cannot afford college without taking out a loan. And that is so a reality. So we have yeah. to find a way to make this <laughs> like, uh, a reality for our children. I, first of all, I love the pink yeah. hat. It's like a, what is that done? It's like, it's like se- a cowgirl hat. Yeah. yeah. You got the sequins. Yeah. The pink. Which which uh, which state is she from? Did you say Boing that in Boing? the intro? Uh, I don't know. Okay. Probably California. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, how, about, how about this? As Tim Scott once said. If you take out a loan, you pay it back. Daniel, can you put can you put a freeze frame of her? Maybe put her in the fourth box. Can we Photoshop a Kale and <laughs> Kale and Company sweatshirt on her? <laughs> I'm sure Valdez could pull that off. Oh, uh, can you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> One time I was on Kale and Company and I said no interest. You borrow ten and you'll pay back ten. Well, that's the thing. I mean, we're you know, <laughs> nice, nice, nice free, free, nice freeze frame there. <laughs> Look at that. It's like a yeah. I mean, at least it's uh, coordinated, right? You know, yeah. if, if I was like the the, the head of Good Morning America, I would I'd go all Jimmy Fallon right now and abuse one of our associate producers that booked this nut job on the show. I I, I don't know. I would I would book her. I said I I pulled this clip just because she's <laughs> she's funny to look at. Yeah. Um, and I don't mean that in a. Yeah. I guess I have to be careful. I don't mean that in a sexist way. I just mean that like she's she's very coordinated. Yeah. You know, she has the sequence hat on, right? With the pink uh, blazer, yeah. she's matching. Yeah. Um, but but her actual point is stupid. Of a student alone with no interest, right? Uh, you know, like what, who's who's going to sign up for that? Like what? what? I know the students will. You know, the, but who's gonna like what? What bank is gonna say? Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, ultimately, what the problem is here: the, the the tuition and the cost at these universities is just out of control right now. I, I'm sorry, fifty thousand dollars a year for some of these colleges, fifty five, yeah. sixty thousand. That and whether that's in state or out of state to work your way towards a bachelor's degree. And I know, soccer. You said this in the past about trade school. I, I think you can save a a bundle if you just spend your first two years at community college get all your basic requirements out of the way for six grand a year or whatever <laughs> she's, the, she's in the fourth box she's in box four <laughs> box four is the celebrity guest box here on kale and company i want that hat we, yeah we need uh we need a kale and company cowgirl hat yeah dawn the next time you, you fill in for zioli at parks at comedy night you need to go like representative wilson oh yeah, yeah. right I think that we need. You know, back in my day, she's like a, somebody on the YouTube chat says she sounds like Aunt B on a crack. <laughs> um, but maybe, maybe we should. You know what? I, honestly, maybe we should welcome this because this seems to me like the the undoing of colleges. You know what I mean? Like, like this bubble is going to burst mm-hmm. something fierce soon, yep. and maybe people will start realizing what a what a scam for the most part. Yeah, colleges are. Yeah, and like unless you're going to become a doctor or a lawyer or something where you obviously have to go for four and then an additional two, three, four, whatever it is. 
between the costs. And we just gave you the report yesterday on the uh, the lack of free speech at these schools. Yep. You imagine going to Harvard and being four hundred grand in debt and not being able to open your mouth and, and challenge opinions. Yeah, that's the whole point of you know, like you know, not letting conservatives speak on campus there yeah. and not not welcoming debate. And yeah. like they should have every month, honestly. They should have a conservative and a liberal in a in yeah. a on, on a stage and have them debate topics. And I let thought the kids, they used, yeah, like that's what the, that's what they need. They need. Wasn't there a television show that had a college debate program theme to it? So now the only people that can debate are politicians. Is what we're being told. Yeah, you're not allowed to debate anything in college. You can't question anything in high school. Uh, seventh graders showing up with a sweatshirt that says "There's only two genders." They get home. They get sent home and suspended for the week. But so it's only basically only the professionals are allowed to debate these days. One more, then we'll hit. Uh, then we'll head it over to uh, Dawn. The uh, so apparently all of this retail theft. You know, it's fun to talk about here in Philadelphia, California, places like that. Mm-hmm. But it will soon uh, affect consumers because this retail watcher, Heath Herzog, says that consumers will soon pay more because of retail theft surge. Mm-hmm. This is cut eight. Local and state governments need to work with the retailers or we're going to see this happen quarter after quarter after quarter. Well, we've seen a lot of uh, places leave, uh, uh, stores leave places like San Francisco. I think the Nordstrom's just closed there and, and places like Seattle. Uh, and, and finally, Heath, I'm hearing some of these CEOs hint at this. You know, I, I think it was Walmart that hinted at different jurisdictions. Now, they're not calling out names specifically, but do you think they're going to have to at some point say, hey, this city is letting this happen and we're going to have to close shop if they don't change the laws? Yeah, and exactly. Why would they call out the specific jurisdictions? It comes down to politics. But you're absolutely right. It has to. Uh, they have to, at some point, these cities have to take it into consideration and take it upon themselves to help the retailers. Retailers can only do so much. And as we are seeing, I mean, I think this is sort of the, the last sort of like call for help when you're right. seeing these CFOs on earnings calls saying, look at how it's eroding our profits. It's now going to start impacting the consumer. We're going to have to turn to uh, raising prices and making sure that we are accounting for all of that attrition and all of that shrink. And it's going to come down to the consumers to have to pay for it. And that's not what they want to do, specifically in the case of Walmart, when they want to make sure that prices are always affordable for everyone. Uh, I'm not trying to sound like a Walmart commercial, but you know, that's part of their sure. thing is to make sure, sure that they have pretty low prices. But you know, with all retailers, those prices are going to go, they're going to increase to account for this, and it's going to come back down to the consumer. Remember the old campaign for Walmart, rolling back prices, always low prices every day at Walmart, and they have a little sign was a dollar twenty nine. <laughs> now it's a dollar nine, and yeah. it's ninety nine cents. No, as always, it's there's a trickle down effect, and who ultimately pays for it? Us at the mm-hmm. end of the day, because they don't want to prosecute crime, they don't want to stop retail theft. So then these companies lose product, which means they got to pay more to ensure the protection of the product. And what you used to buy that was three ninety nine is uh, now five twenty nine, and you want to know why? Well, there you go. All right, that'll do it for uh, what's on the cut sheet, part one, part two coming up in just over an hour. We've got our morning mystery movie clip at nine twenty. A great fifty dollar gift card we'll tell you about as well, and uh, also at nine fifty, another chance at your keyword. For the Walt Disney World Vacation Giveaway, uh, you'll take that keyword that we give you at 950 and go to 1210WPHT.com and enter it. So we'll come back. We'll get Dawn's big three. And then also 
The Biden administration, the latest appliance crackdown. What are they coming for in your your house next? Uh, We'll find out, and we'll give you those details on the other side. Dawn's Big Three coming up after this here on Kale & Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHG. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel Sportsbook in partnership with Valley Forge Casino. It's America's number one sportsbook right now. New customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed plus. And this is a big plus. All customers who bet $5 will get $100 off the NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. But you have to act now because this offer ends September 18th. So do it now. Go to FanDuel.com slash Greg. FanDuel.com slash Greg. And sign up right now. Place your first $5 bet and get $100 off the NFL Sunday ticket. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 1210 WPHD is the official partner of the NFL. 21 and over, President PA. First online real money wager, only $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restriction supply. See terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. The NFL Sunday ticket offer ends 9-18-23. No refunds. Terms and embargoes apply. $100 off the NFL Sunday ticket, not YouTube TV. YouTube TV base plan required to watch YouTube TV. Redemption requires a Google account and current form of payment. Commercial use excluded. Subscription renews. Cancel anytime. It's Kale and Company On Demand. From Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. Hey, we got to talk about innovation and refunds for sure, especially if you run a small business. They've really been helping small businesses and small business owners that qualify to get a business payroll tax refund through the ERC. That's the Employee Retention Credit. So the ERC is a tax refund for businesses who kept employees on the payroll for parts of 2020 and 2021. As you well know, these were some rough years. So if you owned a business with anywhere between five to 500 full-time employees during those years, you could have money just waiting for you to claim. If your business faced challenges, for example, to the growth that, you know, it would have had without all the pandemic government orders and mandates, it may be eligible for a substantial refund as well. So Innovation Refunds has hundreds of five-star reviews on Trustpilot and DuckDuckGo, Google. They're also accredited with the Better Business Bureau, and they're not going to charge you any upfront fees or any money until you get paid. Innovation Refunds does not provide tax or any legal advice. They're going to work with an independent network of tax professionals, and they'll share information with them to evaluate and then process your claims through uh, through the, for you and on behalf of you to cut through all the bureaucracy. And it's a tough process to weave through if you're all by yourself. So just go to innovationrefunds.com, innovationrefunds.com, dial 1-843-REFUNDS, 1-843-REFUNDS. Terms and conditions, of course, apply. Innovation Refunds. Tell them Dawn sent you. Start your day with Kale and Company. Weekday mornings, 6 till 10, on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app.